0: What's up or fam? You know what time it is? Let's, Let's get, get into, into this. this.
1: Alright, what's All right. up? What's up, or fam? The what horror, are you guys
0: doing tonight?
1: The Horror Crockles Podcast is back at it again. Your boys Ryan and JT in the house. Yeah. And tonight we are talking about some. Possession stories, legit possession stories yes. too. Uh, ones on the books, we will say. Yeah, if uh, you
0: guys caught our last episode, uh, we talked about possessions, uh, how what they are, the how they originated. Well, somewhat, somewhat. You know, uh, we basically explained the premise behind uh, spirit possessions, different types, and yeah, the different types of possessions and the different levels right. of possession. Right. Uh, we talked about all that stuff, and tonight we're actually going to get into a couple different actual possession cases.
1: And who knows? One of us who,
0: know, who knows where that's going to go? One
1: of us might be possessed when we leave. <laughs> I'm already possessed. <laughs> uh, that's I'm, else we gotta- I'm possessed by the spirit of metal. Metal! So that's something yeah. we gotta we gotta watch what we say for the first like if we're gonna do anything on it, we gotta watch what we say. Oh yeah gonna yeah, we're we're good, man. We're, we're Christian a, we're Christian on a cruise ship right now. <laughs> we're uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna tame myself a little bit for the first five minutes. Mm, <laughs> Probably Friday's not ten minutes now. Probably not. But anyways yeah. guys. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about uh, some specific cases of possession tonight, um, uh, that are on the book so to speak. Um, I actually watched some pretty cool. Have you ever seen the Vatican tapes? Uh, no. So I watched that. Um, interesting. Um, and then I watched. Uh, there was another. Um, oh, it was a bunch of YouTube clips from the show, and they had the interviews with with the exorc- with the, the an exorcist from the from the Vatican. Okay. And uh, they interviewed him on a bunch of different things. They interviewed um, a cop who dealt with someone who was possessed Um, you know it's
0: funny i never really thought about that but i wonder how often they run into that right exactly you know we need to talk to da about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, turn this down i thought i had already done turn that off i thought I'd. you know what i can't turn it off i'm at work still
0: technically oh don't turn that (laughs) off oh oh. but anyways he's screwing off at work
1: yeah you know i'm getting paid Get so, paid the uh, shade baby Get so yeah, there, so we're just
0: gonna baby. tell a couple stories we're gonna talk about some movies we're gonna uh, we're just gonna ramble on here
1: yes, yeah, so, yeah, so uh tonight we're gonna talk about a couple you know specific individual um possessions that
0: possession are, stories that you guys have probably heard of
1: maybe um maybe not
0: the one I'm doing uh, yeah. you you should know, but you may not. Um, so I'm going to give you the lowdown on it. Yeah. Uh, but as we're getting started here, I, I do want to mention the first known case of, of possession was, uh, was, uh, in, uh, what was it? 1556. Yeah. 1556. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was a, the lady was born in 1556. The actual case was in 1578, 1578.
1: Fifteen, you know, yo.
0: I was like seven. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, this is uh, one of the first known known actual cases that the uh, Catholic Church was involved in. And it was a woman. Her name was Martha Brossier. Brossier, I think. Brossier. Brossier. Uh, she was a French woman known for claiming demonic possession at the age of 22. Uh, Martha was the daughter of a weaver and uh, weaver. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Romar Ron Romaranton. I don't know. Who claimed to have been demonically possessed, drawing considerable notoriety. Uh, The case was interpreted as fraud by Charles Miran, who was the bishop of it was either the Diocese of uh, Angers or the diocese of Orleans. So they claim it was a fraud, but it's still one of the first recorded cases of a possession. And we all know that there's, there's some fraud in there. And the story that I've got tonight kind of deals with not necessarily the fraudulent nature of it, but what could actually be going on in these possessions. Correct. But, uh, but we'll get into that here in a little bit.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's um, it's interesting when because like whenever most people talk about you know possessions, it's always a religious thing, usually. You know, um, but or you got
0: caught with some weed by the cops. Yeah, I'm
1: possessed, man. No, um, you know, I, But honestly, possessions aren't necessarily just a religious thing. Um, well, not into the catholic or christian religion anyway right, um right. there's a lot of different possessions in a bunch of different areas like it's, like we talked about in our last episode with native americans
0: yeah you uh, know, um, yeah because there's so many different it's it's not just catholicism i mean it's in buddhism voodoo everywhere uh, it's everywhere but the only people that really didn't believe too much in possession was Native Americans, right? Which is really weird because they always believed that they had
1: a spirit animal. Well, and hey, here's that's what I was getting at. They didn't believe in what this definition of possession is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's more of a. I mean, it's more of like you said. It's like a skinwalker type situation, which gets into cryptids and things, which we love to talk about. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. Skinwalker. I wonder if you could circumcise that if it went away. Skin smoker.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. son of
1: a bitch. I guess we're no longer gonna be mates. Nope. <laughs> no,
0: we're not anyway. So, what's it matter at this point? Jesus Christ! But maybe someday. 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 Someday, my love so, will come. What do you want to go into first here? So, either way, you want to go first, and oh, we can, and then we'll end out with this
1: one. We can, because
0: we both know a lot about this one, right? So. Well,
1: everybody should. Yeah. But this one here that I got, it was an interesting case to me I looked into. Um and this one is from eighteen forty two, um, which, you know, wasn't not as far back as fifteen fucking like fifty eight or whatever that was, but uh eighteen forty two is kind of far back there. And this was in Germany. Um and this is the story of Ditus, And yes, that has Gottlieben.
0: Say that five times fast.
1: Got Libenditis, got Libenditis. <laughs> but that is a that's <laughs> sounds like
0: I got diabetes. <laughs> a
1: little diabetes. Uh no, so got liebenditus in 1842, Germany. Um, this is a woman uh who's basically uh I guess you would consider her a adopted child, but she was basically adopted or really brought in by her older brother. So her, both her parents died and they had a, um, a bunch of kids, but the oldest brother brought them in to live with them and two other siblings. Um, now from the beginning, when they moved, they moved into this like rundown place, you know, it, it's 1842 in Germany, so I mean you can put your guesses on what what it was like then right right um but they they moved into this broken down ran down shack type house housing apartments, actually apartments um and uh from the day one they you know claimed that the um house was haunted, you know this is a very poor family, and they moved in in February of eighteen forty okay. Uh, the family heard noises and feet moving, um, through the house, you know, as if like, as if someone else was in the house and you got to think about it guys back during this time, there was no electricity. There was no like, well, especially where they lived at.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, uh, there was nothing there to, to cover up the noises. Yeah. Nowadays, when we're sleeping, there's so much stuff going on and we hear shit all night. Your refrigerator's running. You're freaking, you know, (laughs) yeah, you hear the air come on, all this stuff. Back then, you heard everything.
0: Or you're laying on the floor outside your parents' bedroom. (laughs) Uh, Oh,
1: no. (laughs) You fucking weirdo. But anyways. (laughs) So they're hearing these noises uh, all through the house. Even the neighbors heard the noises, right? But um, the neighbors... You know, they the, the people at this time, they like to keep to themselves. They didn't want to get involved in it. They heard noises. They heard things going on. But, you know, they didn't want to talk, especially the outsiders. You know? You're not going to want to go to outsiders and talk to outsiders. Um, we don't have that much anymore. A lot of people like to say too fucking much. Yeah. You know, people don't yeah. understand, like, you know, keep mind your business. But anyways, so... um. Like I said, the neighbors heard about it. They didn't really like talking to outsiders about it, so it didn't really get spread that much yet. But um, I'm just gonna call her Gotti? No do it, do <laughs> it. Gottlieb. so Gottlieb, she felt that there was an influence in the house immediately. You know, her personality changed and was like completely different when they moved into this place. You know, she was. She, she was more of a a kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Not recluse, but a uh, a not so um, promiscuous girl, I guess you would say. Uh, before she moved in the house, and then after she moved in the house, it was a different story. She was very different. Put it that way and this in autumn autumn of eighteen forty one uh after all this stuff had been happening, the noises, her feeling like she's being starting to become possessed by something um she ends up contacting um jo- how do you pronounce his name giant giant John johan johan johan. Christoph Bloomhard, who was the, uh, the pastor of a town basically. And, um, she, she, she came to find him because she felt as if she was, you know, coming under the influence of something. Uh, a few months after she, in December, after she had, you know, came in contact with Bloomhardt and he had been coming to, kind of talk to her and fill the things out with the family and this and that. She got very ill. And I say ill with quotation marks. Um, I think at this point in time, this is when the possession really started to take over. And a Bloomheart along with uh, a doctor would come over and they would, he would pray for her and stuff like that. And the doctor would check her and just make sure she's okay. Cause she was supposedly sick, ill. Um, Sicko. But eventually uh, eventually uh Bloomheart would stop coming over for a while because he he did not like coming over because he felt like she was just giving in and that she was very vulgar and do you know, possessed. We've all seen the exorcist, we kinda know what uh what it was like. Um so in these younger in younger people, you know, it's for some reason, demons seem to be very, uh, promiscuous, (laughs) whatever you want to say. But anyways, so she, um, stopped coming because he was like, she was, (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. He stopped. You want, you want it like this? You like it like that? (laughs) Let me get this crucifix. (laughs) Anyways.
0: (laughs) They they call that a Bible
1: thumper. (laughs) Sorry guys And we're done For all of our Christian <laughs> folks out there We apologize Lord I apologize Be the starving pigmies down in New Guinea uh, <laughs> Anyways guys So the doctors st- Or um, not the doctor The pastor stopped coming over And um, Cause he felt like She it, He was a waste of his time And she was just ignoring him And She was just getting more and more down Being vulgar All this other stuff So he, he felt uh, That she was um, I don't even know what the word to use like a disgrace, I guess you would say. Um, so, uh, she, she kept, she kept in contact with, uh, The family did too, but, uh, and mind you guys, she wasn't the only person seeing these things. Uh, the whole, the neighbors were, the family was. So, you know, it's not like it was just her.
0: There's definitely something going on.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. So, uh, and it, and it, you will see, too, that, so she said that she had, um, she said that she had been seeing a woman at the foot of her bed who was carrying a baby, right? And the woman looked, uh, you know, all kind of decrepit, kind of, and stuff like that. The baby was a dead baby. And the woman that was holding the dead baby was a woman who had died two years earlier. Wow. So she kept seeing this. And, um, she was talking about how sometimes the woman would go from the front of the bed. She was here and she'd be closer and closer and closer with the dead baby. Uh So they got back in touch with Bloomheart and stuff like that, and they're trying to uh, get basically a priest there to help, maybe calm things down and whatnot. So they end up doing like a an excavation, I guess you would say, of the of the the building. Okay. So they dug up. They found this. They dug up this hole. They dug the hole in the flooring and stuff like that. And they dug up to see what's going on. They found um, a bunch of like. trinkets and body part or bones. Okay. And things like that. Um,
0: Buried underneath the house.
1: Yeah. Like nickel and like, uh, just little things wow. here and there. So basically what they considered it was that it was witchcraft. They're saying that it was some kind of witchcraft. Um, like Tishaba. Yeah. 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 You know, is it black magic is what they called mm-hmm. it. Um, they, they found lots of like, just, You know trinkets, I guess you would call Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Um, Considered to be black magic, used in black magic. Um, Now at this time, people had been hearing about what was going on there from all over the place. So
0: now people were traveling. Now people are coming to the house. Yes.
1: Now people are traveling and coming to the house and uh, and seeing what was going on. Now the thing about this this one is that uh she didn't really get like she didn't really get too bad as far as um a possession would be. It was more of um I guess you would say I, I say that, but hell, uh honestly, it was really bad Consider. Considering, considering the time time, and what's, what's crazy about this is at one point in time, she had claimed that there was over 400 different demons or entities coming through her body. Wow. Right. Um, which is interesting because she talked about it and, and eventually she just got better and, and they moved her out of the play out of the, out of the area. Mm Mm-hmm and everything and it kind of went away but people were still coming from all over to see the house and hear because you could still hear a thing going on so people would pay to stay there stay the night in the house wow and this so is an 18 kind of stuff happens now yeah well yeah, yeah this is in 1840 sounds like know? some shit we'd do yeah <laughs> exactly I mean, but honestly. so she eventually like she like i said the claim that uh this is what kind of got me to want to talk about this pacif- specific one the claim of like 400 that's a lot you know it's i it's one of those things where for me do i believe in the possession thing 100% maybe she pushing it stretching it because trying to get more attention from people coming in and 400 i bet she's stretching it <laughs> there's no more to stretch <laughs> uh shit there's no oh, shit i
0: think i watched that movie <laughs> wait um
1: it's called the road to 500 <laughs> and that's why we don't have a good scene <laughs> <laughs> no but um she eventually they moved her out and they did these exorcism things and this was had gone on for like two years So this one had me questioning a few things, but most of it, it seemed pretty legit. I mean, there was a lot of witnesses, people that heard things, people were evidently coming over, coming around from everywhere, all kinds of different towns and countries to come see what was going on at this house. So, I mean, something had to have happened, you know, um, and yeah, Bloomheart wrote a book later on about it and he just, you know, he wasn't very, uh. He wasn't very like a uh, nice I guess you would say Yeah. About, about, the whole... about the whole thing you know but he looks like a douche no <laughs> <laughs> he does look a little pompous <laughs> but yeah that's the story of uh Glottlieb. and I mean um you know it's just one of those things that uh I think it started off and it ended very true but it's I think that, th- as most things do, sometimes people push it far, yeah, as they can, mm-hmm. bleed it dry, so to speak, right? You know, um, the four hundred kind of just—that's
0: that's a lot. That's a that's a big number to swallow. You know, I mean,
1: and, and, and well, and and to, for me to believe that she, because I think the most I've ever really heard. I mean, granted, we know we are legion. We know that, right? But like, you know, there was only what 20? Like, the original fallen angels were like what 20 something? There was like 20 something. Uh, yeah, there I was. I don't even remember. I watched the thing number. earlier about the Paramount yeah. sign. Yeah. Paramount oh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the 27. Yeah. So mm, that'd
0: be a good thing to get into all those weird.
1: Yeah. But then that's going to be another episode getting taken down
0: movie theater thing, <laughs>
1: or, uh,
0: movie production. Company that's going to, that's going to be, yeah, the yeah. episode
1: that gets taken down yeah. magically f- a year later for no reason at all. But anyways, uh, so that was the Any story good. of her, uh, of, uh, Gottlieb and Didis. And, um, I think it's mostly believable. Um, like I said, there's a lot of other people who heard it and seen it and people come over from all over the place to stay in the place. And, right you know, pay to live, to, to stay the night there and stuff like that. So I think that's uh, I think that it, most, for the most part, I believe everything except it's just, there's some things that are questionable to me, but if you're not asking questions, you're not. learning, Right. Also,
0: right. You know? I mean, and there's questionable stuff on all of those.
1: Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, um, it's, it's but, yeah, it's, it's cool because it came from such a long time ago and from Germany, you know, different country. Um, and for some reason I don't know, it seems like uh, it seems like when there's a foreign freaking demon or something, it's always scarier to me. Man, it's not really scary, but it's just it's it's different for me for some reason. I don't know why. Because America's right. so young, it really shouldn't even matter, honestly. Yeah. But the land's old.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's Absolutely. what really matters. You know, and it's funny because there's a lot of stuff happens over there that you know. When you look at some of those old places, you know we've talked about that numerous times, you know you get over to Scotland and Ireland, yeah. they've got these old castles and uh crickyards, you know, which is what they call some of their mm-hmm. graveyards uh, you know there's got to be something in the land, and we've talked about uh, talk about that all the time that it's not just a house or you know a person it it can be the
1: land that's right gone bad. It's the it's the it's the land. It's gone bad. Land. Land ho oh. It's land gone bad. Mm. The Indians knew it. That's why they quit using it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're so it's right. a quote one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Man. Anyways, I thought that was a good that's one. Cool. Um, yeah. it was an interesting one to me. Um you know I I like I like the fact that this showed automatically that they brought in doctors and right. a
0: priest, right.
1: which I used to do all the time.
0: Well, and it's funny because now, like, for the longest—well, ever since they started, you know, since uh, the Catholic Church started the rite of exorcism, it was always mandatory that the— Patient, I guess is what you would call them right they would have to see a doctor and a psychiatrist before right. the church would grant approve uh, or approve yeah right an exorcism so and it's good that they do that because there's so much mental issue with with people that you know it may not be a possession it Especially nowadays, you know, it it could be other things. And back then we didn't really know a lot about the brain and we still don't know a whole lot about it, but we know more about, uh, mental issues and distress and depression and different stuff like that.
1: You know, what's crazy though, man. It's like, to me, I don't see that I'm not seeing a difference in, like, my thing is, is like, yeah, our brain works a certain way. Right but maybe that's how so we talk about like how they feed off of energy they need mm-hmm. energy that's where that fucking energy's coming from is your right, brain right. you know so like it maybe maybe it's not one or the other maybe it's both good possibility do you know what i mean good possibility maybe it's both cuz if you think about it like just because they're saying um like i don't know if someone's uh, it sounds weird but just hear me out if someone is on drugs very bad mm-hmm. like bad enough on drugs yeah they do some crazy shit oh yeah absolutely they make them look like they're possessed
0: yeah 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 well look at what was going on with uh that flocka uh well there was i don't do you uh, remember that people shit? people doing bath salts or something yeah, that's the guy ate the guy's the, face the guy ate the dude's face off Well, have you
1: seen and, that flocka shit the yeah. dude's like running through the butt naked and he like he's running through this fucking park this uh, parking garage and then he's jumped straight through the back window of a fucking SUV. Just straight into the glass and just jumped straight through the hall fucking just bloody and he's like and like there's a video of a fucking lady in front of a bus at night in the middle of the city and the bus is trying to yeah. make a right hand turn and she's, just there, and, she's just there, and she's just standing there and she's just standing there and she's staring at the bus and then she starts headbutting the fucking glass and the mm. bus fucking like like they're possessed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're under the influence of a drug, right, but instead of drug, put spirit, whatever you want to call right. it demon right. is they're under the influence of that, yeah, yeah, you know absolutely i mean it's to me it's it's kind of that's the thing I don't think it's i don't think it's one or the other i mean it could be it could be, but it could also just be two you know it could be both of the things happening at once. Right, like we talked about, you know, what's what uh, a spirit or a demon? What's it going to fucking feed on? Something that's like more like me and you, you know, we're kind of strong will. We got right. we're good life, we're doing good in life. We're not really too worried about too much, so we're, we're not mm-hmm. we don't have that. But someone's depressed already,
0: someone. I mean, I could go for it. I could use some new friends in my life.
1: <laughs> the it, ones in my head, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily. Uh, I think it's a good question to ask. A good thing for the research and look into. Yeah, You know, I don't think it's one, maybe those cases and this one here, you're getting ready to talk about. It's a big one. Is a perfect example of what what we're talking about. Yeah. And the case, the actual trial, um, Mm -hmm. the movie really put it out there in a cool way. Right. So,
0: yeah. Uh, what Ryan's talking about is the the, uh, Annalise, uh, mitchell case it's very interesting we both picked a case from germany (laughs) yeah so the annalise mitchell case uh happened in germany in 1968 and for those of you that you know or you may not know this case was the basis for the movie the exorcism of emily rose great movie and fantastic movie jennifer carpenter fantastic in that Killed i don't it. know how she contorted her body in some of those ways it's really cool but she did. she did awesome um she did an awesome job in that so uh anna elizabeth mitchell was born on september 21st of 1952 to joseph and anna uh they were from uh, Leidenfing, Bavaria, which is in West Germany. Uh, she and three of her sisters were raised Roman Catholic. That's a big thing here. Um, I, you know, honestly, I'm going to stop right here. One of the things that we talked about on our last episode was a lot of these big cases, the thing that That we had noticed, and I'm sure a lot of people have noticed, but when we were doing research for our last episode, we had noticed that a lot of the bigger cases that are more well-known, I guess, uh, these families were highly religious. Correct. And this one is no different. And it, it could actually explain a few things. We talked about that in the episode about how right you know it can sway the way a person is and how they would view what's going on as a possession but anyway uh the family was extremely religious and attended mass twice a week so annalise uh when she was 16 which was in 1968 She had a severe convulsion and was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. So they took her to the doctor, and they ran some tests on her, and this doctor determined that she had epilepsy, and that was the cause of her convulsions. So they immediately, they put her on all this medication trying to control these epileptic fits. Right and stuff so she took these drugs for several years and she didn't really have that many issues at first but she had had a couple instances she actually in june of 1970 she had a third seizure um and what they ended up doing was they prescribed her a an anti-convulsive med, which uh, they thought would help her with this stuff, <clears throat> she uh, she claimed she was seeing things that were not not there, including devil-like faces, uh, different things in the shadows, and she was even starting to hear voices. So eventually they ended up putting her on a medication that was used to treat schizophrenia. And it continued. The the medications uh, the medication it, it's really weird when you look at, at some of these medications, people that have a disorder, they uh, you know, they prescribe medications, and some of the medications can have some severe side effects. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, you know others uh some some can help some make it even worse,
1: well, some of them can if you think about what goes on like just with like psychedelics or anything else, right it opens up a different part of your brain, yeah, or yeah. it shuts down a different part of your brain
0: right right so so um. Uh, So by 1973, Annalise began experiencing depression, and she started having hallucinations. And these hallucinations were really bad, especially while she was praying. Uh, She would tend to see things more while she was in prayer, talking to God. Uh, She began complaining about hearing voices telling her she was damned and would rot in hell. So she, you know, she tells her parents about this and, you know, of course they're trying, they keep talking to these doctors and nobody can seem to figure out what's wrong with her. The, the treatments aren't helping at all. Uh, She became intolerant of Christian symbols and sacred places. She got to the point where just seeing like, coins with saints on them would just infuriate her and drive her her mad. She eventually visited a a place called San uh, Damiano with a family friend, and this friend had talked about how she couldn't even walk past like a crucifix. Uh, and she refused to. They they apparently had a spring there that they claimed was holy water coming out of the spring. It was a natural spring. Uh, she refused to drink water from this right. from the spring. Um, it's very interesting. While she was there, she she met. Uh, there was a, a a priest there, and his name was uh, Father Ernst Alt. And he had said that Annalise told me and Frau Hein, who I I would assume is the friend she was with, uh, Frau Hein confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation, then said that the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounded, surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden, then she had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ. There was a picture on the, on the chapel wall, uh, and she couldn't even look at it. She made it several times to the garden, but could not get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look at medals of yeah. or pictures of saints. They, uh, they sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it.
1: And that was a quote from the father. That
0: was a quote from the father uh, that we found on the internet. Um, father Alt ended up urging the local bishop for an exorcism but was denied they didn't right they didn't want to get involved in it because they didn't believe that she was possessed you know they thought that something was going you know there was something else going on there and back then and i never ran into this information but i don't know that they had really contacted you know like the vatican right had they contacted a a doctor and a right you know psychiatrist to talk to her i don't know i never could find that information maybe it. maybe they did maybe they didn't but either way the vatican denied his right of exorcism for this girl the parents were adamant that there was something wrong with her that she was possessed by some sort of demon or something um in september of 1975 so this this all happened you know a few years prior. So in September of 1975, uh, Bishop Joseph Stange granted Father Arnold Wrens permission to perform an exorcism. The first session was performed on September 24th of 1975. Now, this started in 68. We're talking seven years later that they're finally... And they're doing this, uh, you know, just because somebody has forced their hand, they have to try something because medical intervention is not working at this point. Right. So uh, the parents are adamant that it's possession, but the church is still kind of like, eh, you know, we don't know. So the first session was September 24th of 1975. It ran for 10 months. They did a total of 67 exorcisms on this girl. In the 10 month period of time, she had withered away. Uh, She got to the point where she wouldn't eat, they would have to force feed her. Uh, She wouldn't drink, they'd have to give her, you know, force her water. And then uh, at the end of those 10 months, sadly, on july first nineteen seventy six Annalise died in her home. The official cause of death was malnutrition and severe dehydration caused by almost a year or almost two year or i'm sorry almost a year of near starvation while performing the exorcisms. She weighed only sixty six pounds Holy shit and she died so you would think okay that's that's a crazy story but that's not the end of the story. If you've seen the movie, you know that there's charges involved. There's a trial. So basically what they ended up doing was they, they ended up charging the, the priests and the parents for her death. And they charged them with uh, negligent negligent homicide. homicide. Mm -hmm. And what happened during that is, is the priest ended up getting uh, six months in jail time and like three years of probation. The parents were charged with the crime too, but they were not given jail time because they were uh, the the courts they were going uh, under the, the the courts had assumed that they had already went through enough trauma. Uh, the uh, the trial started on March 30th of 1978 in the district court and uh, drew intense interest. Doctors testified that Michael was not possessed, stating that the manifestations of demonic possession were a psychological effect of her strict religious upbringing as well as her epilepsy, which is what we were just talking, just talking about, about, you know, about how you have these families that are very strict and very devout Christians, a lot of times they will see things that they deem as possession, you know, and I, and I get why they do that. I I can understand
1: that. I mean, when you can't, when medicals, when medical intervention is not working and you're already religious, right. You're going to go to what you think is going to help.
0: Yeah. Uh, during the trial, uh, the defense played tapes recorded at the exorcism sessions, sometimes featuring what was claimed to be demons arguing to assert their claim that uh, Annalise was possessed. Both priests claim that the demons identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Belial, Legion, even Adolf Hitler, and Nero among some others. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But Annalise was finally freed of demonic possession resulting from the exorcism just before her death, what they claim. So we told you that they, you know, they ended up serving some jail time. The parents, you know, were put on probation. Well, there was some, some interest years and years later that they had claimed that if she truly was possessed and she went to the grave with these demons still being inside her, that her body would not decay. Right. So they had her body exhumed. Uh, so, and I'm just going to read through this real quick. They said, after the trial, Annalise asked, uh, or Annalise's parents asked the authorities for permission to exhume the remains of their daughter because she had been buried in undue hurry in a cheap coffin. Almost two years after the burial, on the 25th of February, 1978, her remains were replaced in a new oak coffin lined with tin. The official reports state that the body bore signs consistent with deterioration of a corpse of that age. The family and the priests were discouraged or yeah, were discouraged from viewing Annalise's remains. Father Renz later stated that he had been prevented from entering the mortuary and Annalise's gravesite remains a pilgrimage site. So people all over the world go to pray at her grave site still today you know and this was you know in the 60s when this happened see my thing
1: is why why i don't why would you go pray at i mean are you i guess you're praying
0: for for her, her okay for her okay okay you know okay um so I, I did kind of think this was interesting because we talk about how it's so hard to get approval from the Vatican for exorcisms and stuff. In this particular case, the number of officially sanctioned exorcisms decreased in Germany following the ordeal, despite Pope Benedict the XVI's support for wider use of the practice as compared to that. Of his predecessor Pope John Paul II, who in 1999 tightened the rules to permit only rare cases of for exorcisms. So Pope John Paul II, you know, had passed, and his predecessor kind of reinstated it.
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, this stuff is all interesting to me because like i said it all goes to me it's like it's not necessarily a religion i don't think it's really a religious thing as much as a possession is a demon for some mm-hmm. people some people yeah. um and it could be any kind of you know that's people what talk say.
0: about alcoholics having demons you know right. i mean that's i'm chasing a demon or whatever you know right,
1: right. and there's uh, actually a really cool clothing company called demons demons behind me and it's a you know, about that kind of stuff. But they make a really cool fucking, like, flannel shirt and, like, hats and shit Oh, that's cool. Hell yeah. My demons behind me are demons behind me. That's awesome. It's really cool. They make some good shit. But anyways, like, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a, has to be a, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is the definition of a demon can be different for everyone. Right.
0: It sure could be. You know. Sure could be.
1: And, like, I don't think you need to put, or you can, or you cannot. I don't think you have to put a religious connota- connotation on it. Right. Um, it 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 can be a lot of things. And, you know, the main thing that I see out of this is that it's usually people who are in a weak state of mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which would explain her, you know, she had grown up in this religious family, you know, probably the same thing with this guy Lieben. Yeah, you know. You
1: know, well back then you got to imagine everyone back then was everybody
0: be- was uh, scared to death of the devil.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, and, and my thing is is like just if you need help out there, get help.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
1: um what no matter what it is, drugs, alcohol, uh depression, anything like that. Just get some help, call somebody, uh talk to somebody. Um don't go through it alone. Yeah, you know, and, but my thing is also what I want to say with this is build yourself up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Don't talk down on yourself. If you want to try, try harder, like just.
0: It's hard. Depression is a terrible thing. Yeah, trust me, I know. I see. You know, you you just, it's hard to tell somebody that, you know, buck up. You know, because, I mean, it's... Yeah,
1: pick yourself up by the bootstraps. You know,
0: it, it it's a hard thing, and it affects people so differently. But you can. You know, but you can. There is help out there. And
1: there's people there. You don't
0: to. have to go through this alone. You know. You know.
1: And, you know... Um, it,
0: you know, if you're thinking about hurting yourself, call the suicide hotline. You know, right. I mean, reach out to somebody, anybody. You know, your life is so precious that...
1: It's crazy. You know, you honestly, like... <laughs> it sounds funny. I find myself talking less and less with people that I've known my whole life and finding comfort in talking to other people that, you know, like when we go to the convention, mm-hmm. you know, talking to people who maybe, maybe used to a change of scenery, a change of people around you, you know? And I think I, I find myself getting, having more comfort talking to people that we talk to, you know? Right. That are into the same things us. Uh, so they're like just, you know, they wanna there's more to life. And uh, Absolutely. that's what matters, guys. You know, this is a really good episode with these yeah. two cases.
0: Uh I do want to add yeah, some ahead. some uh some new fairly recent stuff on this um Annalise Mitchell case. On the and this is just kind of an oddity thing, but on on June sixth of twenty thirteen a fire engulfed the house where uh, Annalise had lived. Although the local police determined that it was a case of arson, some locals attribute the fire to the exorcism case. Now you got to look at that, you know, I mean, if they, if people find out where the house is, you know, I mean, look at, look at Zach Baggins, you know, he destroyed the demon house, Right. you know, so you know, you got to take that for what it is. But it is very interesting that that just happened, you know, 10 years ago. Right, right. So,
1: yeah, these are two great stories.
0: And on June 6th, 6-6. Six, six.
1: Oh, shit. So, yeah. we, uh, next week, our next episode we're going to drop is going to be of some movies. So, uh, I already know one we're definitely going to talk about. And it's a newer one. But we'll, di- we'll dive deep into that. Yeah
0: absolutely um, absolutely. but anyways guys I think I just pre-ordered that too
1: <laughs> so guys that is the episode for tonight uh, it was a good one a good uh, sequel to our possession episode one more episode to do on that and then we're going to talk about some movies some extras of movies yep. um, possession movies uh, and then we uh, I think I just set up a special guest for the episode after that So nice nice so we're going to work on all that, guys. Uh, yes. Again, please like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Let everyone, you know, talk, you know, tell them about it. Just go and and click the button. That's all yeah. you got to do. All you got to do
0: is click a button. It it's helps us that out
1: tremendously, guys. And send us some emails, some comments on the page, uh, Facebook go, page.
0: Go, yeah, go over to our Facebook page. It's super easy. It's facebook.com forward slash horror fam. That's H-O-R-R-O-R-F-A-M. Uh, go over there. Leave us some comments. Tell us
1: what you want to hear. Yep, and tell us what episodes you think will be cool. Give us some suggestions on people you want us to come have to come on the show. We will contact them. Yep, all that good stuff, guys. We are trying to push this to the next level for you guys, and good stuff coming down. So, we love you, horror fam. Thank you for support as always. But uh, more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. creepy.